Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts from three shows cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by the host of the BitCast from Season Gaming, our big brother and yours, Ainsley Bowden, Porsche Power. <laughs> What's going on? I'm gaining more siblings now, not just your big brother, but You're- everyone listening. You're gaining more siblings. You're gaining a longer title. I'm going to see if I can't drag this out <laughs> as far as possible here. What's up, man? No, no, not much, guys. Busy-ass week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm off tomorrow. Got Village arriving tomorrow. Got some cool game merch this week. So, good week. Just busy. Looking forward to vegging out with some uh, some new games this weekend. Absolutely. We got, I mean, there's. I'm, I imagine the toys you got, Mass Effect related in some cases and a few others. Yeah, uh, got uh, Doom yep. and Mass Effect bundles in front of me, and I got uh, Resident Evil Village uh, Collector's Edition tomorrow too. Ooh, is that the house? Is that the house? Uh, no, that was seven. Uh, this seven. one is a statue of Chris Redfield. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Also joining us is the host of the PlayStation Trophy, uh, the Trophy Room, a PlayStation <laughs> podcast, Mister Bad Bit Joseph Moran. What's up, buddy? Uh, you know what? I'm tired. I'm drained. It's also been a week for me, Luke. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm happy to be here, though. You, you know, said the name of the podcast wrong. I get why you did it. I get it. Yeah. But um, next time, be a little bit, I don't know, professional. <laughs> I was being so professional that I was reading your Twitter handle right off the screen. It's real <laughs> weird. <laughs> real weird. It even, you know, better. you can't even fix it. Even after he had a big show this week, you big know. Show. Big show. It just hey. makes more sense with PS being in front. Trophy Room PS, do you really think that sounds better? Yeah. No. A PlayStation podcast, the Trophy Room. Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. PS. Uh, Just look at him dying inside. He's dying inside. (laughs) He hates it. He hates it so much. I like PS Trophy Room better. It just sounds better to me now. You know, and I love the Vault Boy jokes. These are great. Keep them coming. (laughs) These are great. Keep them coming. I got this Mass Effect helmet. Look at that. I'm very excited about it. It's a huge helmet, isn't it? I, I haven't opened mine yet. It's in the box, right on the floor in front of me. If it's my big dumb fat noggin, really, like I got room in there, you're gonna be bouncing around. I had, I had a whole sure. intro. Cast Co-op Four here to talk about all things gaming, <laughs> including helmets that are arriving from Limited Run Games in the Doom Sphere and Mass Effect helmets that fit Joe's big old head. Plenty of things to talk about this week. Hey, uh, Joe, did you get a Mass Effect helmet? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. <laughs> oh my god, this one's DOA, guys. This one's DOA. <laughs> oh, this is great. Why don't we just start the whole thing over? Yep, very you, good. You, you want to start over for real? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> take these kids on a journey. Let's take these kids on a journey. So, real talk. I ordered the Mass Effect helmet. I'm excited about it. It hasn't arrived yet. Everyone else seems to be getting theirs. General consensus is that uh, the collectors are very happy with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a really good steel book. It's a they got a nice pin. They got some really nice like like ironish like st- like stainless steel pictures. I don't know. And then the helmet's pretty rad as well. I haven't put like any of the batteries in it. I don't plan to either, but mm-hmm. it's nice. It's a good helmet. Cool. Nice. Cool. And Ains the collector's edition for the the Doom one, right? You got the limited run Doom one? Yeah, that was the classic Doom bundle with the the helmet from original Doom from the 90s. Um, yeah. I posted a goofy ass picture of me in it yesterday, but I have Doom Eternals as well. So I'm literally going to have a shelf over there with all one to one helmets on it because I have Beautiful. 
Dooms. I have uh, Titanfall 2. I have mm-hmm. uh, Fallout. I got a bunch of them, man. I'm jealous of Titanfall 2. And that Titanfall. one's really, really nice. Anybody that got anything Titanfall, I'm jealous because I love Titanfall, and and mm. it has been great to see people kind of rediscovering that game. Yeah. But I have posters on my wall behind this camera. I've got the toy version of the statue kind of over my shoulder. It's the only one I could find. I couldn't get the uh, Titanfall one. Oh, I, I have that too. Figures. Yeah, I figured you would. I figured you would. I tried to find it on and even on eBay. It's, it's it just goes for a lot now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sure does. It sure does. And and that uh, coincidentally does indeed tie into our topic this week, which is what <laughs> makes a game's value. Uh, and really, we can extend that into what makes anything in gaming valuable or valuable enough for us to spend X amount of dollars on it. I mean, statues, of course, are a luxury. Lu- legendary editions can be a luxury in many cases. Uh, what makes a game's value, makes it worth it for you to purchase? That's a broad question to talk about, and it factors in a lot of different things from subscription services now providing a lot of value. All the games we just mentioned, Titanfall, uh, Mass Effect, are available in Game Pass right now, in EA Play right now, Doom, as you mentioned, in Game Pass right now. There's a lot of ways that you can access games at this point. Big conversations around what makes a $70 game worth it, what makes a $60 game worth it. There's just so many ways to approach this kind of topic. So when we mention the idea of making a game valuable, what is it? What comes to your mind first? Let me start by getting something off my chest. Okay. If this is some fault boy thing, I swear to God, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) That's later. Um, Game Pass, you mentioned it, right? So I think Game Pass is changing a lot of the conversation around game value. And we could probably touch more on that, right? Because it's we all agree it's a fantastic service. It's getting even better. Some big game releases. But can people please stop acting like buying a game at full retail price when it releases is some strange thing now? We've been doing Mm -hmm. this our entire lives. Nothing's changed. Um, you know, there's still plenty of value, which we'll go into more detail on to be had and plenty of hours and time and fun and everything else to be had with major releases. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's absurd to think that just cause there's a service over here, that's giving you a different sort of value. And in some cases, a better value. It doesn't mean that you can't go out and buy a damn game at release. Um, that's just a, a very stupid conversation that I've seen perpetrating its way into the community over the past couple of weeks. It's a nasty byproduct of what Microsoft wants us to do, which is, hey, is <laughs> this true. game in Game Pass, right? But it, yeah. you're right. Like, it started to me with Outriders, right? Like, people are like, well, I don't know if I'm going to buy Outriders. I don't know if it's worth it. Sometimes everybody loves it. it. And then it I, you got 30, 40 hours out of it. I got the same amount of time, <laughs> and I'm ecstatic with it. Yeah. Which but is, you got a code, Luke, but you got a code. I did get a code. Oh, look at that. I did, but it was in Game Pass also. Yeah, so no, I got a day early. With you. Yeah. you gotta tell people if you get cut, it's part of the thing. Uh-huh. Um, doing his thing, Joe. God, check your spam folder, Joe. Check your spam <laughs> folder before you start complaining and making jokes. I actually should. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. You probably got the Resident Evil probably right there, right now, sitting there. Um, but th- that is a byproduct. That conversation, Ains, is a byproduct of this incredible value that we now get with Game Pass. And I was yeah. listening to the most recent Trophy Room uh, in which Joe had Greg Miller on. And congratulations for that. I know that was a big community event. Yeah. Feel good for you. Um, yeah. we'll, but we'll get back to our topic. Were you nervous? 
<laughs> did it? Did I sound nervous? Of course, I was nervous. <laughs> yeah, first five yeah. minutes you did, and then you, you settled in. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. But he mentioned, and you guys discussed the idea that on Game Pass, what Microsoft wants you to do is subscribe to Game Pass for that month to play that one game you want. Beat that game in a week, Ains. And once you're done with your forty hours in six days, yeah. Look around at Game Pass and think to yourself, "Oh, you know what? I got this for another few weeks. I'll try this game." And then realize that that cyclically happens and that your experience is great because of this small service. Because the second game that you get feels free. It feels yeah. free. And I think it's that, that that's a very insidious thing because now my money is traveling so far in subscription service A that when I don't have it on in, in console ecosystem B, I feel robbed or I feel devalued or that something is exorbitant in price. And, and you can bring in Returnal. You can you can go round back to the Game Pass discussion. Uh, when I say those things or bring up those points, are you are you tracking it? Do you follow it or am I off? No, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think it's a mental issue uh, to overcome. And I, I think there's probably some validity to the discussion that, you know, the value of a service like Game Pass is going to change the conversation for value in gaming in general, uh, without a doubt. I mean, again, right, we've talked before when talking about Game Pass about other industries and, and movie and music subscription services, right? So it's this very similar conversation. Again, it's like mm -hmm. if you pay $10 a month for Spotify um, and you get two albums in a month that you truly love from whatever artist you listen to, right? Mm -hmm. It, you can mentally justify, well, the $10 pretty much paid for the first album. The second one I'm getting for free. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It's just the way you're going to mentally think about it. But um, I, I think people need to realize that we're we're not at a place in the video game industry and not going to be anytime soon mm -hmm. where uh, there's this conglomerate approach of subscription service will give you all of your gaming needs. We're, that's many years, if ever, away from where we are, right? Game Pass is tremendous value, but there's going to be hundreds of games that aren't going to launch at it that you will buy or or do, you know, whatever that you uh, have traditionally done for a very long time. So I just think that uh, it's probably driven a little bit by what we see on Twitter and some of the community uh, and, and driven like you kind of alluded to in that you're always going to have side over here trying to make it sound worse because side over here doesn't use it right or the platform mm -hmm. doesn't use it but get over yourself that's it's just a stupid stupid point it just it, is it's just it's dumb yeah it is dumb because we're we are purchasing games we are giving money in order to get entertainment from the creator of whatever it is and, and i just counted while you were speaking uh i have 10 subscription services for my entertainment right now across comic books music wow. uh, film movies and video games that's 10 subscription services. And I'm in every single case, I was justifying how much it costs to want to purchase the series I wanted, the movie I wanted, hmm. the comic book arc I wanted, uh, the game I wanted, whatever it was, I was constantly justifying it. And I would try to finagle and, and pull out deals on stuff. But that subscription service idea now in my mind has retrained me to think what I deem to be valuable. And yeah. movie tickets are now very different in my mind. <laughs> 60 and $70 games, very different in my mind. And I'm in a spot now where I'm no longer uh, hungry at the end of the month, budgeting out down to the penny in order to get a game and eat something other than ramen at the end of the month. I'm in that luxurious state. And I'm still 
justifying to myself how much I'm spending per ecosystem. Uh, and, yeah. and I wonder if that's not holding holding me back from experiences or pushing me forward into to others. Um, Joe, you've been quiet on this one and I saw you counting. Mm-hmm. What say you there? Yeah, I got six subscription services. Um, it's a lot of that's stuff, true. man. And um, yeah, I think Game Pass definitely to go back on, on what Ains was saying. Yeah, you have this like somewhat like snobby elitist way of viewing games. At least that's how I look at it. Like, you know, I think Game Pass is great, don't get me wrong. But to think like Resident Evil is coming out and they're like, I don't know, this sixty dollars for a video <laughs> game. Well, well, well. It's like, get over it. Buy As it. As if it's something new. Like it's not yeah. new. It's not new. And look, I get it. I I think us in the States, we're very lucky, fortunate, and spoiled that games have been sixty bucks for ten plus years, right? Where other places around the world, those games cost way more. Like, you know, um, Australia 90, costs, yeah, 90, costs like 100, 100, 100, yeah, 120. So it's like, okay, I get, <laughs> I get that. But when I see some just, you know, scummy American <laughs> complain about, like, you know, when I see one of us complain about it, I'm just like, how is this a foreign concept? Like, look, I bought Returnal for $69.99. Who? It's a so great game. It's a fantastic game. It should have saves, but that's neither here nor there. I do not regret paying $70 for that game. Not one bit. But it's you a- specifically said, Luke, don't buy this game. Yes, because it's not a game for you. Yeah, it's a good for game. For sure. Yeah, and so, (laughs) (laughs) so you know, it it, it, to me, I'm just like, yeah, it's an extra ten bucks. Like, I get asked that question sometimes because I know I'm the PlayStation guy in a lot of uh, in a lot of spheres, and I'm just like, yeah, it's an extra ten bucks. Okay, and a lot of people like, are you sure you're okay with that? I'm like, guys, it's not a mortgage payment. This is a video game. I yes, I am fine with it. It is ten dollars. It is not the end of the world for me, uh, and it's not it's not a deal breaker. So I think there is this 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 culture around Game Pass that is it's always going to be toxic because you get the fanboys in there that that kind of generate that type of conversation. Um, but it is something that I agree with Ains. It, it's it's pretty annoying because this is not a foreign concept of buying games. It's always something I'm also just cautiously aware or, or concerned about of when do we get to the point where, and I know it's, you know, people will say this is not the case, not the case, but I'm kind of maybe the outlier of when do we get to the point where maybe someone's like, eh, I'll just wait till that game hits game pass and just not buy that game. Right? Like I have not bought a game on Xbox and sea of thieves. Yeah, wow. which is on Game Pass. Which is on Game Pass. It's <laughs> funny. No, so, so I I take, I don't know if you guys do this. I take notes while people are podcasting. And so I was literally jotting notes about what you were saying. And two things stood out to me. First, I'm curious, gents, or Ains specifically, was this frustration that, your event, that, that you're, you're showcasing now, did this come about by way of Resident Evil? Like, is that is that the, the no, one that kind of spurned this? No, I think this? the conversation or the... I think that discussion I'm referring to general is probably Returnal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was more of a, a price in ecosystem in a certain yeah, ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, mm-hmm. because as as Joe was talking, and he said something about Resident Evil being in Game Pass, I've had that thought multiple times. <laughs> Do I want to spend sixty bucks, or wait till it's in Game Pass, or play something? And well, this is really what it was: play something else that is in Game Pass right now. We've got a lot of stuff on the slate. Mass Effect trilogy. I still need to finish Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Do I really want? To spend sixty, seventy dollars on a on a game like Resident Evil, yeah. or why, or wait till sale, wait till Game Pass, Game Pass, or whatever it is. And this is where what you called toxic, Joe, that Game Pass conversation, Game Pass mentality. I don't feel as though questioning that is toxic, but I think it could very easily tip over into that category because as as much as there is the Xbox group that can be very vitriolic about. Well, it's not in Game Pass. Da, 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 da. We see that same thing on the Sony side about uh, exclusives and Nintendo side about the color red sure. in Mario. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> buying cardboard. Sure. So it, it, it throws me off a little bit because I don't think I'm being toxic, but I do think this is a byproduct of that ecosystem because now I'm like, wait, wait am I going to buy Resident Evil, which is supposedly yeah. fantastic and I do absolutely want it, but I'm hesitant uh- to buy it. I'll say this. I'll say this. It's not like you go, maybe I'll hold off. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. the people that are definitely out there chasing clout, chasing engagement, chasing Twitter impressions. Mm -hmm. Those like, let me create a little shitty meme about like game passer or buying a game at 60 or 70 bucks. It's it's those people. And I I share that same thought with you, Luke, is I look at Resident Evil and from what I'm hearing, though it's getting good reviews, really good reviews, I'm like, maybe I'm going to wait because it it seems like this one ain't, ain't, ain't it for me. And that's, that's interesting for, for me. So like, you're not toxic of like, maybe I wait for it. I think when we think about the value of games, we have to talk about game pass because it really has not just changes the conversation of how we talk about games, but it's really changed our thought process and our buying habits as well, because would you have had this thought like, you know, back in, I don't know, 2016 when Game Pass wasn't a thing? No, Not in the same you'd way, like, no. You'd be like, uh, I think we're going to pick up the new Resident Evil. Let's see what this is all about. <laughs> and, you know, now it's like, well, maybe I wait a few months and maybe it comes to Game Pass. Maybe, you know, maybe it mm-hmm. comes to PS Now. Who knows? And, and, and that's what your kind of your line of thinking is. It's interesting. That's I didn't really think of PS now. I'm just throwing it out there, man. <laughs> but <laughs> it, but it'd, it be good, it. <laughs> it'd be a good pickup for it. It would. It would. And I, I, think we should, I think we should probably... Uh, we have failed to say so far with the most obvious thing, which is value is subjective. Yes. Um, everyone yeah. is going to value things differently. Everyone makes different amounts of money. Everyone has different things going on in their lives. So, you know... What's ten dollars to one person is never the same as to someone else. So, yeah, let's just throw that out there. I think sure. just to to make sure a, that all of this conversation is personal to every individual. And a fair, I think, a fair criticism, and also thing to note, like right, like we should be clearly acknowledging uh, that we all do come from such different spaces, not just financially, but in terms of interest and what we're into and like. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, veer away from Resident Evil for a moment. Think about Mass Effect. Mass Effect yep. is Mass Effect. I said that all weird. Uh, Legendary yes, I edition. Like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it bothered <laughs> me when I said it too. That's why yeah. I had to stop. It's probably a Mass um, Effect two weirdo. Anyway, who would be more upset by better controls? I don't know. 
And it, right. So, Legendary edition. Oh, controls oh. better because I don't know what I'm doing in a game. Go ahead. Sorry. Now, tell me more about this Mako Mako yeah. thing that doesn't work in Mass Effect oh, One. You probably can't drive in real life either. I don't know what to tell you. Go continue. <laughs> are you whoa, whoa, whoa. are you defending the Mako controls? Of course I, think I am. Is. I Move think he is. Denial's, Denial's fantastic. Right. This is good. wow. <laughs> this is healthy. Wow. This is good. This um, is delusion. <laughs> at least he was on time this week, Joe. Oh muting Luke. Hold on. Thank no. you. So think about Mass Effect. Mass Effect yeah. right now, if you are a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber or if you have EA Play, Mass Effect is $53 if you want to pre-order it right now. Mm-hmm. That's $7 should not make or break almost anybody, the majority of gamers that are looking to pick up the game. But for those ga- people who are multi-console, is $7 enough to sway many people one way or another? I'm talking about games value, 7 bucks is 7 bucks. Is that enough? It's a really good question. I don't know. I, I think hadn't it's thought a, about it. I hadn't thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Because EA Play is something I just don't really think about almost but ever. But you have it. Yeah, I, I do. It, it would de- Although it, EA Play it, is on PlayStation as well, if you're a it, separate yeah. subscriber. A good point. I was going to say, you're right. is it is it 53 on Xbox because of EA Play? Yes. Okay, oh, that's pretty cool. And look yeah, at me, yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, look oh, at you that. you didn't know that? Yeah, all EA games yeah. are 10% off with uh, EA Play, good. which Game Pass that's Ultimate includes, obviously. It includes, yeah. which which ups the value of Game Pass Ultimate, making that like more valuable as it were. If, but if you yeah. have that 50, is that on PlayStation, uh, on PlayStation for EA Play, I would imagine you get the same discount. So maybe yep. my argument's null. No, you get the same discount if you're on EA Play on PlayStation. You do. Okay. Yeah. But okay. I mean... Obviously, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, right? Why are mm-hmm. you also subscribing to EA Play on PlayStation? Yeah, That's a very good I question. think I think when you when you take a look at like the discounts of like if I'm an EA player or or, or whatever have you, um, it's more about bringing value to the like what you just said earlier. It's about bringing value to the service. It's it's mm-hmm. it's saying, oh, look at this service, and you tacking yourself onto it. So mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a little thing that that they dangle in front of you. It's yeah. not like the the thing to get you into the door. It's just like one of those bonus things. Yeah, you know? and let's and let's be honest too. You you should be buying physical anyway. So it's not really a big deal. Well, that's a that, no, 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 that's a good question. Why why buy physical? This day and age. Is he serious? Stop. Are you being serious? Stop. I really can't tell. If this is a bit. You really do buy physical all the time. Dude, yeah. you should see the helmet he just bought. Yeah, I, I he, no, he looks like a physical. Collectors is different. Me. Collectors is no, different. I still buy but, physical. Yes, but the game physical, really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because uh, I'm a collector, man. A collector is everything, not just helmets. I have a, a huge shelf of games behind me over here. Why is it? Why? Why? Why have we frozen the, the podcast? Moving on. I'm that you get up to change your discs. Meanwhile, I'm doing that mess. Like less than ten years ago, I'll be like happy to get up and get my disc and trade yeah. stuff in. And so now I'm, I'm like, dealing with again. Uh, no, not not what you're dealing with. This is the times, man. You're you're joking and bits aside. You are in the dwindling minority of of, of you know what's you surprising. Very niche audience I, I i generally agree with you but you know it's surprising if you look at nintendo's numbers today 53 percent of switch sales were still physical they don't have a digital console whereas playstation and what are you talking and, about stick with me i'm sorry stick with me so i can make my point clearly um 
Series S and PlayStation 5 Digital. Come on, Series S no is next to no impact on Xbox's overall sales. At the so moment, this this right now, right yeah. now, you need to give it a year. You need to got to get units out there. DS does the yeah Switch Lite has a physical slot, doesn't it? Joe, what are we talking yeah, about? yeah, you're, yeah, gonna, you're about to look yeah. like a real big dummy. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Switch Lite? Yeah, they both yeah, have physical card. slots. Yeah, yeah, right. He said it's not a digital console. No, yeah. he was saying that there's no version of the Switch that doesn't accept cartridges. Correct. Saying, yes, oh. It was a poorly worded. It was a poorly worded yeah. thing, and I and but I the, apologize yeah. for the bad delivery of that. That's but, not really the point. I think, but I the, think, and, and think about the PS. You know, you're saying that on Sony, right? The PS5 all digital is like what half a percent of their ecosystem. I mean, come on, it's me. Okay, it's let Joe me. and like really four other people. Let me finish the thought. Same people that use Central <laughs> Standard Time, Haynes. Um, but really, right now, the units aren't out there. But they set those digital consoles up for the future to plan for the future. Yeah. They see the digital outcome. So I I'm guess not, I'm, I'm not arguing that digital is the future. I'm not arguing that. All I, I said was that I buy physical. <laughs> and we're like, you make us sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just confusing but to me. Here's the thing value in games yeah so you value your physical media more than does uh a digital, yeah, you're, right? you're paying the same thing and getting no physical good for it mm. as me but let, go ahead let me finish the point guys sure. absolutely absolutely <laughs> nowadays sorry. even most physical games you can't play just with the disc anyway right so it's kind of null and void it's really just to have that kind of physical presence that people like me grew up with to have on the shelf. That's it. The only other thing that I would add to that is a lot of games, including Resident Evil Village tomorrow, Mass Effect next week, Steelbooks. I'm a Steelbook collector. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of those, yeah. when you buy physical, you get the Steelbook with it for free, which if you buy that by itself is $20 now. So it's like, why would you buy digital and then go spend 20 bucks on a Steelbook? You're, you're literally paying $20 extra. I'm all about that. Steelbook I would do that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm all about the Steelbook thing, or if you are a fan of that game or franchise, having something special for yeah, it. The other thing, too, and this is, I was joking with someone the other day, is, and it's not like I'm literally out here eBaying games anymore like I used you to when I was shocked. younger, but <laughs> physical games, especially as they become more rare, they become worth a lot, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. If you've looked, go look at Nintendo 64 or GameCube games now. Mo, uh, one of the guys for right, Nate for season gaming, he sold uh, one of the GameCube games the other day for $285. One Jesus. Game. Um, like Mario Double Dash? What was it? No, they're, they're, but those games are going for a lot of money. So we're way off topic now. But the point yeah, is, yeah. is that if you imagine Switch titles 10 years from now, you have something tangible, whereas mm -hmm. your digital goods are, are absolutely meaningless. Sure. sure. That's it. Yeah. The only other, I guess, counterpoint I had, and this goes back to value again. I, I don't think we're as far off topic as as it might seem at first. <laughs> really and truly, you said you have something tangible uh, that you can keep put on shelf. I'm the other way. I don't want clutter and stuff in True. the house. Yeah, that a lot of people pushed me to yeah. digital. Yeah, a lot of know? people have gotten rid of all their physical stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Save space. Yeah. That's what yeah. I did. I mean, that's what I do with uh, PS4. I was I was physical, and then I made the jump to digital only with the PS5, and I haven't really looked back because I got no more room, you know. So, like to me, I I'm I'm only getting if it's a collector's thing. It, it is something that is 
been a part of me. So like Mass Effect, I, I got some history with it. I love Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, you know, Mass Effect Two for Life, and so like I got that helmet. You know, you're not a man of culture. I mean, that's fine. It went. If there's a Bloodborne Two, I'm getting that Steel Book as well. Like there are there are exceptions to the rule for sure. But for the most part, I'm digital only. Yeah. Because if I go to GameStop and I sell Resident Evil because I beat it and or don't like it or whatever, yeah. Tops, I'm gonna get twenty five bucks. Like that's not a, that's not a good return on investment for me. Well, it's better you than know? zero. It's yeah, it, but like that's the it's better than nothing mentality. And to me, I'm just like, nah, I'd rather have nothing. Like that's a joke. <laughs> You know, I'd rather have the convenience of I me. I think you went digital, honestly, because the PS5 with the disk drive is an ugly motherfucker. Oh, yeah, it's gross. And when you have, like, it's symmetrical, like, the dis- the digital yeah, version of it. Yours looks much nicer nice. than mine with its pregnancy bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, she's due any week now. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I love her. I still love her. Yeah. <laughs> you hear they're, they're going to redesign it, and, uh, and I was not surprised by that one bit. <laughs> It's like a chip uh, and everything, apparently. Remember when they first like showed the consoles in like the first week or two of sales as well? People were like, I can't wait for the slim version. And it's like, yo, let's get let's get like six, more than six of these made before, <laughs> yeah. before we, we start talking about redesigns and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So go I'm gonna try to steer us back on. Please. Um the biggest conversation I always see when you talk about a game's value that comes up, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this is does the length of the game uh, impact your buying decision, right? If you know it's, uh, I can only speak for myself, right? But like a game like Witcher 3, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that that's 100 plus hours easily at minimum, right? And it's $60. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, what's, there's plenty of games out there that are like six to eight hour campaigns, right? Whatever mm-hmm. that may be, just pick one. Um, when you look at something like that and you say, okay, this is going to be eight hours, single player, and then I'm done with it. Is that worth $60 compared to Witcher 3 or, or a game where Sea of Thieves, where you're going to play it endlessly or multiplayer where it's going to play endlessly? Does, does the length at which you think you're going to play a game impact your value proposition in your mind? Trey, you go it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, man. I think there are some games where, what did you drop with? My pen, sorry. You dropped a pen. Yeah, it's a Lucasfilm pen. Somebody brought it to me back from Galaxy's oh, Edge because I've never been. Oh, lucky! Like my brother got this fork that's also a spoon. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I am just saying. You mean a listen, fork? It, no, no, no. It's it's a fancy version. It's a space <laughs> version. It's a galaxy version. A Star Wars <laughs> he's one. Like, he's like, I got this fork. It's also a spoon. <laughs> It's not like it's I not doing something think. new. They have those it's, in Bojangles. You went to Galaxy's Edge. I'll show you the guy. You can get those at KFC. I hope you know this. This one's fancy because, like, the fork stuff is on the side and the spoon stuff is on. Like, it's like, oh, shut up. Half. All right. What's, tell me the value of the length of a game or something. Okay. So, anyway, I was rudely interrupted by that goddamn pen. <laughs> Um, it, it depends because you, you talk about Witcher and some person could be look at that and go, oh my god, a hundred hours? No thanks. And turn around and buy a Miles of Morales, which is like 8 to 10, open world, beautiful, and go, oh, I got 
I got something out of it. I was able to to beat that game. It was insight, and I got everything out of it. Whereas Witcher, you think maybe I missed a few things here. Maybe maybe that is too daunting. Maybe I get a third of the way through like I did. Maybe you get halfway through or or, or almost beat it or whatever, and you put it down because it's a little bit too much. It happens to me with Persona. Persona, when people are like, oh, yeah, Joe, it's a great game, 120 hours. I'm like, that's an investment. I'm unemployed, but, like, I don't have that much free time, I think. so. <laughs> I think. Like, exactly. I could probably do. But nonetheless, <laughs> like, that's that's way too much. And so I don't think necessarily, like, if a game is eight hours, does that mean it's not worth the 60 bucks? No, I, I I think it really depends on that individual, um, and and honestly, it it is just dependent on who, who's playing it. I mean, like you take a game like Hades that that has dozens of hours of gameplay to it. It's like what twenty thirty buck game. Um, I think the one thing that uh, maybe touch on this now or later, but like it, I like to see devs exploring that scale a little bit more of like. So this game's gonna come out. This one's twenty bucks, or this one's thirty bucks, or this one's forty, or maybe this one's seventy dollars. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we get into the really the the mud of what's how we value games. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about what you're saying and the price scale thing. I like, and I want to get to that in a minute, but I'm thinking more about this concept of length of a game versus the amount of money I paid. And it goes back to our conversation that we had last week about review scores and what it is that that's bringing us to the game. Right. Remember we talked about how the the score of a game and and the, the different scales that they offer for, you know, masterpiece, fantastic, you know, buy, wait for sale, uh, don't touch it, that kind of stuff. What's bringing me to the game? I'm 100% on board to pay $60, $70 for a Miles Morales experience if that's what I'm being told I'm going to get. Um, retrospectively, I would have given paid $100 for Witcher 3. I would not have paid $100 if I hadn't played it first and didn't know what I was getting. So that number is scary, right? That number is, th- those numbers do get scary. Uh, and maybe reviews play a different part in that. And it's funny because I will play uh, like little side scrollers or shooters, uh, like top-down shooters, like Skyforge or Xenocrisis or something, Twin Sticks. I'll play those and get those for like six, seven bucks during a, a games with gold sale, week, uh, weeks deals with gold. And I will play those for 10, 15, 20 hours at a time. I just love those things. Like I like just silly turn your brain off type games as much as I love my God of Wars, my Mass Effect uh, style games. I'm looking really looking forward to Biomutant, but okay. Biomutant at 70. Sure. If you told me Biomutant was 90 or 100. No, not at all. Not at all. You told me Biomutant was 30. Luke Lore is skeptical about just how good that game's going to be. <laughs> so that price exploration is a good thing. I think in theory, but it does have the default, uh, or, or I'm sorry, the the secondary thing where it, it might impact what you deem the value of the game to be or, or what you mm. think the game is going to be beforehand. Recore is a good example of this. Recore launched at a, a budget price, deservedly, but then it never was able to recover back once it did things right. Um, Nintendo is a good example of this also in the other direction. They never devalue their games, <laughs> ever. 
and people buy them like crazy. And for the most part, those games deliver on quality, but they never mm. go on sale. So there's a, there's something to be had there in a conversation also. Yeah, I think um, for me, I asked it because I see that come up all the time, right? I see people always saying, well, I'm only going to spend six to eight hours on this, so I'm not paying full price for it. And it's like, oh, uh, you know. Um, I, I can see that in a way, especially, again, if, if, if you are someone who is making buying decisions thinking, I can buy one game this month, right? And you know you're only going to get six hours out of game X, but you could get 50 hours out of game Y, then that becomes a serious discussion point, I think. Um, but I think what you touched on there is important, right? Like there's games for me, it's not so much about the price. It's much more about the franchise, the type of game it is, the experience. And if I, especially if I have some history or love with that game series, right? Mm -hmm. Or characters, like if they came out, you know, if they came out right now and said, Halo Infinite's launching next month, um, you can play it a week early for, you know, and but this copy or let's say, Bad example. Sorry. Let me get back on track because that was going nowhere. Let's say Halo Infinite came out and they just said, forget the reasoning. They just said Halo Infinite is 149.99. Right? I'd be like, sold. I wouldn't even think twice about it, which is dangerous. I don't think we should put that out in the universe. But (laughs) um, because it's my favorite franchise, Mm -hmm. I will play Infinite in any way that I can. I'm going to invest several hundred hours into that game and mm-hmm. so $150 to me for that experience is nothing mm-hmm. you know I'll pay it all day long um it's the same for like uh you know a good recent example is Little Nightmares 2 I don't know if you guys played that like those games mm-hmm. anything like that so Little Nightmares 1 was a really good game right. really good mm-hmm. Little Nightmares 2 is f- phenomenal it's like staggeringly good um that's a $30 game but now to your point, Luke, if I know what that experience is, even as short as it is, like six hours, if they were saying this is a $60 game, I'd pay it without hesitation. Just because just of the experience. It's yeah. just the experience. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to me? I'm in for 150 bucks on the next Arkham game or Gotham Knights, as it were. That's the one that would do, do it for me. I love Batman. I love Arkham games, that style. Um, yep. And I have confidence in in Ubisoft Montreal. No, no, Warner Brothers Montreal. Now I'm pan- now I'm panicking in the moment, but I'm confident in that. <laughs> God, goodness, man! You Tell already you spent the hundred fifty. You're screwed. Now. Yeah, I'm and in. You bought digital, so you can't return the damn thing. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll get a steel book with it. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> for uh, and I, I guess I'll answer that question as well. Uh, Red Dead one and i think i've, I've mentioned this a few times but like if red you dead go to one red is... dead 2 right now and try to take a shot at it i'm warning you i'm not gonna take a shot at it <laughs> but you gave me the point, so i might as well <laughs> if someone said you know uh, red dead one how much would you would you pay for that like without a doubt 300 bucks if you wipe my brain of all those memories and and i can just i can just experience that game as is, yes, yeah. please. Wipe 300 bucks. That's excessive. Yes. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's one sure, of my I, favorite games of all time. So that means Red Dead 2 is probably worth like a thousand. No, how much is it right now? It's going for like 20 bucks. I wish. 20, I, I looked for I looked for it after our last show, Real Talk. I looked for it and uh, it's not on sale right now, but I will get it on. It's on sale. It's too good. It's too yeah, good. Clearance. Clearance, I think. Yeah. 
You yeah. did this to yourself. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Let's be honest. Who's the worst, Joe? Thirty-nine point seven percent. All right. Again, that's a fake poll. You don't Anytime believe it. Anytime Red Dead Two comes it. up, that's taking over the screen. All right. What about Vault Boy? Do you have one of those? <laughs> I don't know where it went. We did. I'll, I'll find it. I'm sure, you're gonna uh, find it. I'm I'll sure get one. I'll get sure one. Okay. I'll find All right. It. Please, please do. Please do. Sorry, Luke. That... What was your point you were making? Well, so it... voice crack when I said it. Well, um, the oh jeez, I don't know. You accidentally touched. I hate how appropriate it looks like my face right now too. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> it's like right now it's me. Well, I was gonna do a little like you're so all right. So. If you you said you wipe my memories and, and let me replay it again, <laughs> three hundred bucks kind of thing, cool. Really and truly, if there was a system in place where we could earn the achievements all over again, earn the trophies all over again, I would rebuy a lot of the games that I've already played through yeah. at full price. I think we all at would full price. Yeah. Yeah. But to my games value, I already own it, right? I can already go play Arkham Knight. I've beaten it on multiple Ooh. consoles. If if the ability arose for me to play it again on Series S, I'm sorry, Series SX, and have new the achievements all over again, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Without it, you're talking about no hesitation. Yes, 70 bucks, I'm down. Why? Why am I so happy to do that? I'm scared to buy Resident Evil 8, <laughs> a game that is going to be wonderful. I'm I'm like, maybe it'll come to Game Pass. Like yeah. even Biomutant, which I'm excited about. I'm like, well, maybe. But why am I like down in there for absolute Arkham Knight? Yes, yes, I will do that again. I would not, by the way, pay to earn achievements all over again in Halo Reach, a game I've put quadruple the amount of time into and that I've absolutely adore. Statues are over mm-hmm. there and everything. But why? That's is a single player thing, solo experience, being the character. Probably a, a combination question. of all of the above. Yeah, I think a combination of all the above. Like, I think of, and I don't know if you know this, but there's going to be an HBO show about it. I think of Bloodborne all the time. Mm -hmm. If I could get that, if I can, if I can experience, you know, Father Gascoigne just blind, you know, I don't know what I'm going for. Oh my God. That, that, it's, it's the nostalgia factor of, of experiencing it for the first time. It's, it's kind of like the reason why you always go back to watching a Star Wars. It brings you back to a good time, maybe a better place, maybe a better better moment, um, mm-hmm. and and that's why that's that's why it means so much. Because like, yeah, I'd go out there and buy. I'll buy Bloodborne Remaster remake. Give me the four K sixty frames. I don't care if it means they get a Bloodborne two. Let's do it. <laughs> Put it in my veins. But well, I yeah. think you guys are are kind of emphasizing the point of the franchise discussion, right? It's yeah. like you you know what that franchise means to you, mm-hmm. and therefore. Assuming there's no qualifications, like they gave it to a third-rate developer, or you know what I mean, if it's the same yeah. foundation of what you know and love, and there's a new entry in that series, there's really the sky's the limit for what people will pay for that. I think Just, a good example for me is Gears of War. I love Gears of War. There, it's it's one of my favorite franchises. People can fly, makes judgment, and I'm like, I didn't even touch it. I'm like, really? ah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't, no, no. It, it wasn't the same as the main line, but it was. It was yeah. Didn't we replay sorry. through that? Nope. Together? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, maybe that was Birdo. We should play through yeah. the Gears franchise together. That'd be a fun maybe run through the way we did Halo. What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> so, uh, maybe we shouldn't. I think it'd be fun through. Yeah, I did Gears. So is, 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 are all the Gears four players? I can't remember. 
No, no not all two of them. For the most part, one one is not. Yeah, and then two is not. After that, three, they are three is right. Three yeah. and so on. Yep, yeah. three and the rest are all four <clears> player. <throat> but you know, it'd be I think it'd be a fun journey there. But uh, I, I was thinking about multiplayer. Why would I pay so much in, for? Arkham Knight, and you mentioned Bloodborne and Witcher 3 kind of came up in our conversation. Single player experiences. Would you pay $100 to have your, your favorite online space, Destiny, Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, whatever it is, would you pay $100 to play the game? Uh, do you value that? Because I would not pay $100 to play Fortnite. I would I say more than hundred dollars in Fortnite. Like if you're talking yeah. about paying a hundred dollars to play any of those games as they exist today, where they have season passes and cosmetics and expensive stuff you pay mm-hmm. because they're free to play. Probably mm-hmm. not. But if the conversation's different, you're paying a hundred dollars to get in, but then you're getting content monthly or something. Maybe. I don't know. It depends mm-hmm. on the game. I would for Halo. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm just saying because I've spent more than a hundred dollars in in Fortnite and yeah, you probably, guys are, probably you guys are weird, man. You're weird. Probably about a hundred dollars in Sea of Thieves, also, Joe. Also I, I weird. Say, well, over time, yeah, maybe. What, what do you mean it's weird? You just bought a Doom helmet, the size of three helmets. <laughs> yeah, like what, what are you walking into Harris Teeter with your Doom helmet so you can wear your mask? Be like walking Look at me. into what? It's a, a Harris Teeter. It's a grocery store. Do you have? Do you what have the? those in? There's like what six the or seven people in in Central yeah, Standard uh, Time. You don't have. I tried to pick one that I thought would be famous. We have bigger grocery stores than whatever the hell you just pick said. Pick a Whole Foods. Whole Foods, I think, is national. <laughs> Harris Teeter's I, big. It's not small. Really Google Harris it. It's not, who? not bad. <laughs> Harris Teeter? Like food if I line, said, I'd have been like, like, oh, okay. If I said ShopRite, you guys don't know what ShopRite is. I know what ShopRite no. is. Well, I'm from the East Coast, Joe. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ainswood. So am I. Yeah, like, what are you so like, I don't know what a Harris Teeter, whatever you, the hell you just said is. So... Stupid. Harris Teeter, but <laughs> we're so far off. Really? Okay. I don't know what a what. All right, here nor there. Bottom line, <laughs> buying the, the helmet or whatever versus playing the game and getting the engagement. That's weird. Sure. I, yeah. We're <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> you derailed <laughs> me so Harris hard. Harris Teeter. <laughs> Is it like What's, a Walgreens? No, it's a. There are on... no. This is not a joke. There are mm-hmm. 19 of them. No, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. I'm really looking at it. It can't be true. All right, hold on. Hold on. Wait, so you... in all seriousness, find yeah. your hair. I'm on the site. Harris Teeter. You put okay. in the zip code. It refers me to North Carolina because I guess that's where the closest one is, is 700 miles away. But if you scroll through the whole list of all the Harris Teeters, there's 19 of them. Literally, they just opened store 308. Uh-huh. I don't believe We're looking at it too Okay, this is the most dumb thing. Okay, hey, internet, people who are not trying to do a podcast while they're listening to this, can you look this up for us? <laughs> it's big here. I guess it just surprises me. I've seen them yeah, in Yeah, all of these states. are in North Carolina. Big. Yeah. Uh, all right. Maybe it's maybe it's like oh, there's one owner, but like like several different sure. stores, you know what I mean? It's the under one it, umbrella. I, I chose you. that one because it's the it's a very nice grocery store. It's not like a uh, cheap. It's a very nice one. So I'll like it's like a Wawa. W- value is not very high right now. God. Are you kidding me? I'm into this one. This is, <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> this, this is, is it. the one. I'm feeling it. <laughs> All right, Luke. Go on. What was your point? Oh goodness, go I don't it. remember that. Whatever the point was, it's gone. Um, 130. 
They have 230 stores. That's great. Are there 50 states? <laughs> don't assume. I don't. I, I, anyway, uh, <laughs> just Christ. Seven uh, states, Joe. No, no, they're in seven states. That's and big. Seven, you're in 200 some odd stores out of seven states. Came to rule the world. Seven mm-hmm. states. Seven states. I let me guess. They're like all like you know, below the Mason Dixon line. So like who, who really cares? How is this the hill that you guys have somehow put me on to die? I'm I don't know trapped. why I'm walking into a store that barely exists with a doom helmet on. <laughs> 208 locations for you to wear your doom helmet at, sir. <laughs> Just picture AIDS in a produce section with the helmet on. And just heavy metal, like dun 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 dun, dun and just put a bananas in a plastic bag. I have absolutely gone to a drive-through with my Master Chief helmet on. That's a real thing. I, I don't doubt. God this. bless. That was something you should have kept to yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. It was for part of those uh, those videos I was doing for Halo Infinite. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, about wear your mask and stuff. They're gone. Yeah. You'll see it eventually once Halo Infinite so starts to come out. So what you're okay. saying is you're proud of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm excited for Halo Infinite, man. Okay. $150 yeah. excited? $150 Mega Construct set over there that I haven't built yet. That's the the Pelican, and then over there I got the the, the turret. Yep, yep. I spent a lot on Here's Halo the thing, stuff. though. I heard... Seven states. There's 230 stores and 14 fuel centers. Why are you upset right now? Ooh. What a weird 14 thing fuel centers hung- in seven states. Hopefully, you'll make it to the next to get one. Hung up on how is this what you're hung up? Well, all these things we've talked about. That's what you're hung up on. Yeah. I'm not hung up. I just found the example utterly hilarious. Like out of, of all the nationwide all things the- you could have said, you say Walgreens. something that nobody CBS, listening will know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walking into a Starbucks. Is that better? <laughs> Better. better, way better, way better, way, way better. better. Okay, all right. Yes, all right. they have shitty coffee, but whatever. It's fine. I sure, sure. I I get it. All right. Anyway, uh, but I heard PlayStation's going out of business now. <laughs> well, okay. So that's this. Thank God you're getting me out of this topic. Thank you. Okay, uh, if, if we're ever gonna cut something, that was it. Uh, <laughs> Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo had numbers release over the past like two weeks or so, and. Mm-hmm. Every Nintendo creator, Xbox content creator, PlayStation podcast content creator, uh, whatever it is, had good things to talk about for their mm. brand. And I thought that was awesome. Awesome. I mean, I was listening to, <clears throat> to the trophy room. Uh, and the numbers that you guys were spitting out on your latest episode for how well Sony's doing and how many games are going per second incredible uh mathematic breakdown if even if it doesn't work out perfectly it was just brilliant xbox is making bank money right now despite selling consoles at a loss thanks to epic and apple we're finding out all these ways that uh different companies are are setting themselves up to make money off of of gaming and nintendo is selling labos like crazy which is really cool (laughs) switch is genuinely joking aside switch is just on this ungodly sales rate right now. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's awesome. I really, what a very cool time to be a gamer uh, and to get to be a, a cross console gamer. And we talk about value of games. My value of a game will, will shift depending upon the ecosystem I'm talking about. All the while, those ecosystems, all of them are thriving in yes. their own methodologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and the weird thing is, right, is that this is not new. Um, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo have been breaking their own records for a couple fiscal 
quarters now. Um, so I find that interesting that as healthy as the gaming industry is and as fast as it's growing, it's growing exponentially. Um, and these big three, as we call them, are, are all doing kind of their own thing in their own way and all doing it very successfully. That's I, I always find the conversations, as you guys know, we all do, right, about any of them really struggling um, because they're, it's literally the direct opposite. All three of them are breaking their own revenue records quarter over quarter. Uh, I got PlayStation numbers in front of me. The one thing I really wanted to to call out, um, both for PlayStation and for Xbox, is people I don't think yet realize how much of their revenue is due to services, DLC, and microtransactions. Um, And people on the Xbox side, it's huge because Game Pass is driving that and all the conversations we've had. It's a big percentage. We already know that. But people, and you, Joe, you probably know this better than ever. I see a lot of people talking about, well, PlayStation's a little older. They're still focused on selling consoles, selling copies of games. 69% of their revenue, more than two-thirds, comes from network services of PlayStation. And 50% of that 70% or so is straight DLC and microtransactions. So if you, if you kind of do the math there, right, you're at... Nine billion, yeah. uh, almost a third of PlayStation's revenue is straight just DLC and microtransactions. That's how you know they're dead. You know, it's it's <laughs> crazy though when you think about that because when I think about PlayStation from my perspective, <clears throat> I think in single player, and that's my perspective. Obviously, I play with Joe on tons of crossplay games. He's multiplayer, obviously. But sorry about that. I I think about uh, playing with Joe. It's rough. Um, he, I hate that he's good at, me, at a lot of the PvP. Yeah, he carries yeah. the group a lot of PvP. Talk uh, about the not, Fortnite thing that I did. Eight kills in under two minutes. Save the did. day. That's you impressive. Did save the day. That's impressive. Um, so that's like if you add the age up of all eight of those people, is like in their forties. Yeah, and I almost I kicked the down. crap out of them. You know, I haven't beat up a 12 year old since I was 25, Ains. Okay, (laughs) calm down. Um, but when I think about PlayStation, I'm thinking about single player stuff, yeah, almost exclusively. I'm thinking Horizon, I'm thinking Spider Man, I'm thinking God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm not thinking about all the other monies that you can spend kind of around there and and with that, which is really cool for PlayStation, right? Yeah, really cool for them. I think people underestimate, especially on PlayStation, given their install base and their global presence, right? They underestimate how many people that own PlayStations that play Fortnite and Call of Duty and Rocket League and, you know, Roblox. That's where these huge masses of revenue come from. Um, It's just a fact. I mean, take a look at the Apple v. Epic stuff. We thought for the longest time it had to be mobile. Mobile had to be the thing that was feeding the Fortnite machine. Almost half of, what is it, like a weird like 40-something percent, I think 46, if I'm not mistaken, it comes straight from PlayStation. Like, they are they are making bank on that ecosystem. And I think part of it has to do with <clears throat> the blockbusters get you in the door, your Last of Us Ghost, your whatever, gets you there. And then once you're in that ecosystem, you're like, oh, I'll buy Call of Duty here. I'll buy, you know, I'll get Fortnite on here. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm part of this ecosystem. I like my trophies. I like the controller. I'm just going to stay here and play Xbox when I have to, or I, there's a Game Pass game or whatever. 
that's when I'm using it. But if it's like PlayStation stuff, yeah, it's it's here. There's this weird energy about like PlayStation gamers who who play online thinking like we're all dog shit. But like <laughs> in actuality, we're probably the majority of people that are on that thing because there's just so many PlayStations out there. Sure. You know, I think that's a, it, that's a carryover stereotype from early Xbox Live oh, PSN days. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the case. Uh, the thing that impresses me is like we talk about, oh, man, you know, value of games, right? 60, 70 bucks. Who's doing that? PlayStation 4, the last generation, sold more games than any console in history, including the PS2. So a lot of people are like us who are out there buying games at, at day one or not, or, or waiting or buying it on sale or whatever have you. Like people are still purchasing their games. It's still something that is not, that is normal. I was gonna say encourage. That's normal. You know, I think we we kind of get lost in the moment of what PlayStation's doing or not doing this week. Sometimes where when you take a look at the numbers, it shows PlayStation's in a really good place. And they have been, like Ains says, for a really long time now. Yeah, so, I mean their yeah. their their fiscal year revenue is the highest it's ever been. Same with Xbox. Uh Nintendo's actually as high as 2009 when the Wii was at peak. Um nice. so they're they're right there. But PlayStation and Xbox both have had record fiscal years. Um, in fact, PlayStation pretty much decimated their prior record. Their prior record was 2019, so two years ago, and they beat that by like two billion. So you know they did 24.4 billion, the highest fiscal year revenue of any console in history. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean they're just I mean, crazy. So you give I'm them like four or five years until they're dead? <laughs> it's like four or five? I don't know. I, I'm anxious for a couple things, though. In in hearing all of this and hearing Joe describe what he thinks really got people in, like they go for Last of Us, stay for the extra stuff too, right? That's literally what Microsoft's game plan is with Game Pass. Yes. Once they get churning out top-tier content, you go for your Starfield or whatever, your, your Hellblade 2, whatever it is, uh, and... It, once you've had that experience, you stay for all the others. That's why they're buying up and and putting together studios to crank out something every quarter. It's the Stranger Things effect. You, you get people into Netflix with Stranger Things. Um, it became right. a worldwide phenomenon. And then once you're subscribed, you say, oh, my God, look at all this other stuff I can watch. And then you're a Netflix subscriber. That's it. And I think what gets you truly gets people to flock to your system is top tier yeah. stuff and that's where microsoft's missing the mark and that's what nintendo has done well breath of the wild uh and mario kart <laughs> when they first launched i know we talk about breath of the wild i'm not not saying but in its time yes yes right like just flagship <clears throat> stuff and then people go there for that experience you go to disney world so that you can ride space mountain or i guess now it's galaxy's edge that brings people there or whatnot. There you, you go for that thing yep and then you do everything else too yep. you and go for the space spork you, you stay for the rides of Galaxy yeah. Edge. <laughs> so Halo Infinite is going to have part of that effect, right? Um, That's yeah. if people, it's a, if it's good. Stop it. If it's good, it's uh, I don't know it, that one guy that left. And he one guy left. One guy left the team at nine hundred. They are. Screwed, I did guys. see. I heard about that on Reddit, Joe. Did you? That guy, he wasn't happy with that. Jason Schreier's going to write a story. 
and yeah, then he's yeah, gonna block me immediately wait. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope they name the 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 brute. I hope they name him Doug instead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just Craig. to mess with everybody. <laughs> like here's Doug. Um, <laughs> Craig, Craig's but, dead. We killed. But him. Halo Infinite, like people underestimate. I talked to Benji about this because you know he's into the analytics and stuff, and and he was yeah. talking a little bit around. Um, people are severely underestimating Halo's impact right now. Like everything around it from an analytical standpoint, Google Trends is just exploding. And, you know, when people realize that, oh, multiplayer is free, but everyone's going to want to, everyone wants to play as chief. I mean, come on, everyone wants to play as chief. There's just millions and millions and millions of people that want to do that and see the grandeur of his return. Um, And and you can do that. That's going to get people in the game pass. And it's going to be really interesting to see Grain Pass is already growing, you know, like we talked about before at this really fast rate. When those big titles start to hit, yeah, it's going to be crazy to see. But I think to bring us right back to where you're talking about with PlayStation and the network services, one thing we didn't touch on in game value is we're, we, we talk a lot around $70 games, $60 games, whatever, you know, a new game price. Um, but you see other people like you guys, and I'm not making fun of you guys or poking because I do it for other games. But, like, you'll talk about a value of a game for $60, right? And whether you get however much time out of it or whatever. But you'll very quickly go and buy two skins in Fortnite that'll yeah. cost mm-hmm. you 50 bucks, you know, which sure. don't really do anything to change your experience in that game. It's a, it's a nicety. You're not getting a new game. You're not getting a new experience. Sure. Um, but I'm getting to play as Aloy. I'm getting to play as, you know, the Master Chief. It, and it goes. I think that goes all the way back to our conversation of uh, if it's a franchise that's meaningful to you, that's, you're willing to yeah. do it. Um, mm-hmm. Kratos, right? Kratos will bring people in. You buy the skin. Chiefs the same way. Ripley, what have you? Um, I think that's really interesting to think about. That people from a, men- a mental state again can can qualify a sixty dollar new release game that will potentially give you an experience you'll remember and or something worth hours and hours of time or even tens of hours of time and and qualify that but very quickly go out and spend 20 40 60 bucks whatever or more on a game that on stuff within a game that doesn't fundamentally change their experience or give them anything new you you nailed it though when you described why someone like me is purchasing stuff in a game like fortnite um it makes me want to throw up in my mouth when I think about buying an original Fortnite character. Really and truly, I'm like, I could not care less. But the idea of getting to play out my like childhood action figure fantasies, having Kratos hang out with Aloy, or the <laughs> yeah. equivalent of that, like uh, being Daredevil playing next to Batman, like those things are really fun to me. And I will buy yeah. anything DC in that in that thing because I just love DC comics. That's what it means to me. Um, and that's there's there's several elements of purchaser here. People like me are going to do that. Other people, ki- uh, I, I say kids, but that's not a fair statement to say. But a lot of people, I think, would buy original Fortnite content. It's the connection you have to the franchise that you're involved in. And in the absence of another Horizon game at the moment, Joe's getting to continue with a character that he loves yeah. in Aloy. And that there's something to that also. And, and you're, you are absolutely apt and, and on point to make that, that comparison <laughs> because yeah, it's a free to play game and I've spent over a hundred dollars in it and I do not feel bad about any of it. I, so I, like I said, I'm not trying to 
poke fun at you guys no, no, no. but i've had I, buyer's remorse in other cases that's why i'm saying that names i'm sorry i did not feel attacked at all but i have buyer's remorse on so many games that i've bought at full price and none with a game like fortnite or yeah. sea of thieves also right because it's content you already know you're enjoy um mm -hmm. or you're attached to and so you're just furthering that enjoyment right? um yeah. I am a big, I don't think I've ever talked about this with you guys, but I play a lot of World of Tanks on PC. Really? Yes. I'm and you make fun of us for Fortnite. Yeah, you're a nerd. Okay. You don't, you don't want to have that battle. Do you have a World of Tanks chair too? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't sent me one yet, but when they do. <laughs> when they do, darling. Honey bun, you take that picture and you put it on. The then I'll write a review mm -hmm. and give it a 10. Um, there you go. No. Um... <laughs> So I've played World of Tanks on PC for about eight years, maybe. Really? Um, too long. Continue. Yeah, game's been out for it's going on eleven years now. Um, wow. And it, it its population in the U.S. is a little lower, but in Europe and especially like Russia and Eastern, you're you're it's massive. It's one of the most played games in the world. You might not know that, yeah. um, but anyway, point yeah. the point I was making is it's very easy to spend a lot of money in that game. It's free to play. Mm -hmm. But it's set up so that there's premium tanks you can buy, which obviously are very cool. And, there, you know, there's just a ton of stuff you can spend money on. And when I look back over the game in the eight years, and it's eight years, so let's quantify that. But still, sure. I've, I've easily spent, the last time I thought about it, probably 400 plus. Mm -hmm. So For eight you know, years I, of enjoyment. Yeah, and I don't play it consistently. It's one of those games I go in and out of, right? Like last year, I got really big into it again. I played it every day for like six months. And then I, I put it down, I don't know, third quarter last year, and I haven't played it once since. Um, but I know I'll pick it up again in the future. But the point being is that I know I, I love that game. It's one of the craziest and most in-depth competitive multiplayer games I've ever played. Um, it, it's a very, very specific type of game, and I love it. And I've loved it for a long time. And I don't really think that much when I'll spend $60 literally on a tank, one tank. Spent sixty dollars on a tank. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And are these tanks like? Do they do something like gameplay wise? Is it like? Well, kind of broken yes and no. So okay. it's a so, very yeah. highly competitive game, um, yeah. and so it's hard to explain. I don't want to bore the podcast with it, but no, like, I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah, it's I'm not like, like you can buy a tank and it's instantly better than everyone else's free tank because that wouldn't gotcha. work, right? That would break. <laughs> the the listeners left during Harris Teeter. Okay. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> no, so, no, they stuck around. They stuck around. <laughs> but there, there are unique advantages to having what they call premium tanks, right? Like you get XP mm -hmm. faster for your crew. Like you have to level up your crew who are in the tank and they get skills mm -hmm. and stuff, right? You get XP faster if you're in a premium tank. Okay. So it, Stuff like that, right? Um, and and some of them, of course, they make some of the premium tanks fun to play. You know, it's like, well, this one yeah. looks really cool, you know, but it's, it's there's tanks in that game, no joke, that are like $80. Jesus. People buy them all day long. Number one game of the Russian Federation. That there's, is there's, there's people that have garages. People will I, sell. I broadcast that is the selling point. <laughs> <laughs> people will sell their World of Tanks account depending on what tanks they own because there's a lot really? of premium tanks you can't buy anymore. They they go away and you can't okay. get them. And so people okay. have sold their World of Tanks accounts for a thousand plus. I mean, thousands of dollars. This is giving me old World of Warcraft vibes. Very, very, yeah. very similar. Yes. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, there's a whole culture Games. and community around it. But the whole point of that was to say that I think that when 
you're already invested in whether it be an ecosystem like that or, or a game or something you know you enjoy, you play with friends as you guys do consistently, you're much more willing to drop more money on it because one, you already know you enjoy it. And two, you kind of also know it's going to get used. Like when you mm-hmm. buy a new game for $60, if you're questionable on it, right? It's not one of those mm-hmm. franchises you adore. There's that possibility, and we've all had it, where you buy that game, you play it for a few hours, and you're like, eh, this isn't, this isn't doing anything for me. And now you've just spent 60 bucks for a couple hours that you never touch again. You know what I mean? Whereas you could have had three characters that you really enjoy in a game that you play every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it's a good comparison. That that is a, a really good way to break down. I think why we're comfortable spending money in certain ecosystems, you know, and what we value in that game and the experience in that game. Uh, Fortnite gives me a way to play Batman right now. Yeah. There's not, there's no other Batman stuff or Star Wars or whatever it is, and like World of Tanks is giving you endless enjoyment in in a world that you love. And I'm thinking about Titanfall two right now, which I love that game. I, have I need to get so in on that hours. You, by the way. Absolutely, man. And I'm and I'm excited because I'm legitimately really good at it, which is kind of cool to <laughs> still be good at it. Um, <laughs> Joe, I don't, Joe's questioning your statement. J- joking aside, Joe, I think I can we can comfortably I'm, say I do quite I'm tenth well. prestige is what he 11th, says. Eleventh. Oh, he's corrected you. He's corrected you quickly. Whoa, we got a badass on the list. But in playing that, I'm sitting here thinking like, my gosh. And like, I'm looking at these prime titans in there that do nothing. And nobody would even know that they're special. Yeah, skins. But I'm like, I want that. I want that. Why? (laughs) You know, like dumb. It's just dumb. But it, it brings me so much joy to know that booting up Sea of Thieves, Fortnite, Titanfall 2, or any of my regulars, and having that thing, sure. it makes my enjoyment of the thing I already love that much better. Whereas yeah. I'm still not sure if I if I would like Returnal at 70, but would I love it at 30? Maybe, maybe so. Yeah. Um, and the joy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just excited about that. And uh, coincidentally, it brings us kind of to a question in the reverse sense that Dano asked us about a game other Dano. than Master Chief Collection that we regretted buying. Now, let's take a moment and just pause. Dano's awesome, right? He <laughs> yeah, writes into everything and is so supportive. Yeah. So appreciative of him. So appreciative of him. But gents, games you regretted buying. Games you regretted buying, not Master Chief Collection. Uh, and of note, let me know if you went back to them and it got better. And I'm thinking about Master Chief Collection as a good example for that. Because oh, game's I way better now. It. Game was broken as hell at launch. But yeah. again, remember we were talking about experiences and how that can define your mental value of a game. Yeah. Master Chief Collection, I had a good buddy who I'm sadly not friends with anymore, but I had a good buddy who played Halo with a lot. Uh, and this was back when, uh, you know, Reach was big and mm-hmm. going into that era, uh, Halo 4 competitive. <clears throat> and then Master Chief Collection came out and him and I played through the entire collection beginning to end on Legendary all the campaigns mm-hmm. and we wanted to do it in like a string and we did that and we did a bunch of the crazy ass challenges along the way like beating a library without dying which don't ever try and do that because it's ridiculous a legendary uh, yes without dying and any of the flood that jump around that entire level can kill you in one hit at any time so it took us seven hours that would be my it. personal hell that would be my personal hell <laughs> took us seven Isn't hours we, i thought we did that joe did we not do that one no we didn't do it in legendary Oh, okay. Um, Anyway, point being is that that experience I still cherish because going through all those campaigns with a good buddy, um, 
you know, right at launch, we managed mm-hmm. to do that despite the brokenness. So I don't regret buying that. I do have one. Mm-hmm. I regret buying, not regret, because I, I don't regret really buying any games, honestly, um, yeah. whether or not I play them a lot at all. Um, one, but one that I found interesting, which I know, Luke, you're not, you're, this is going to surprise you in particular, sure. is Hit, Hitman 3. Really? So I, I bought Hitman 3. I'm not a Hitman fan. So that goes back to what we were talking about, right? The franchise okay. doesn't mean anything to me. Right. I bought it because of the great reviews, and Dan loves it. Dan is a huge Hitman guy. Um, oh and God. he was recommended it, and you were recommended it, and a bunch of people were recommended it. So I bought it. And I, I played through it. I beat the six missions. You know, I did a couple of the side things you can do. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed the one that was designed after, like, Knives Out, you know, the mansion one. Yeah. So good. So good. So was, good. That was fantastic. And I, I kind of cherished the game for that experience. But I got maybe eight hours out of that game and nothing really too memorable for me. I didn't feel like going back to it. I'm not one who's like, okay, I'm now going to complete this level in this way. And then I'm going to do this. And that just doesn't really interest me. So Mm -hmm. I played that game for like less than a week, beat the six levels and I have not played it since. Wow. And here I am. I love that game so much. I went back to one, beat it, went to two, beat (laughs) it. Then went back to three and platted it. Nice, nice. I, I know never Dan's up there. Three. Dan has like 100 plus hours in those games. So I know he's yeah. up there with you. Yeah, I, I have over three. 163. I went back and did, <laughs> I went back and did one and two. You yeah. did the same thing? Yeah. No, I went back and did one and two and then never finished three. Oh, Dude, go oh. back and, yeah, beat three. What are you doing with here? Well, life? I do that to myself sometimes is I, I start a franchise, play through mm-hmm. all of one, all of two. Part way through three, I did not. Right now, I'm on Shadow of the Tomb Raider because I just did one and two. Right, you know, like <laughs> sometimes I, I I burn through very quickly. Sure. Side, so, um, random side note: I hear Shadow of the Tomb Raider with the new FPS boost is freaking incredible on Series X. I'm so excited and so upset that Mass Effect next week because I'm probably going to start Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> the Resident Evil really and truly might not happen because Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I'll just play Resident Evil later because I'm not I'm not dying to play that game right now. Gotcha. Um, but. bad choice of words there. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's my most recent game I could think of as a reference. What about you guys? Um, so I, I went through. I was scrolling achievements while you were talking. Um, okay. So if I was looking down, it seemed to be rude. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Just ignore me. Whatever. Don't matter. Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure Joe will repeat whatever you say in a second. You know? He probably yeah. will, like ver- verbatim. That's a deep cut for episode one there. Um, <laughs> Colonial Marines. I spent four dollars on on eBay to try it out. That was a regret. I don't know if that counts. I really uh, wanted to see what it was like. Uh, here I was. I was going to search for the game that I regret buying. And, I, and I'm like, where is it on my list? Who <laughs> got it? Yeah. <laughs> First game. Oh, you bought that Pitchford. price? Did you buy Dude, that price? Yeah. Me and my brother were so in on this game. Because we're that's like, not my oh, actual you... choice, just for the record. But yeah, keep going. Okay, okay. But we're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll go thirty and thirty on it. Like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Oh, no. This is gonna be great. It's alien colonial marines. How could this go? Whoa, Randy Pitchford owes me sixty bucks <laughs> and two <laughs> hours. I will never get back again. <laughs> he doesn't think he does. Yeah. Oh man, that was I, the magic I trick. A magic trick for you, Randy. What's behind this finger? You know? <laughs> What's behind this finger? <laughs> Many of which I don't know. I'm tired. I spent five bucks on that game and it was a ripoff. Um, I, yeah, I was I'm hyped 60. about that game in the early lead up, and then you know, 
if you really read into development and some of the stuff yeah. that was leading up to its launch, it's like, yeah. oh, this has red flags all over it. The new Aliens game, though. Looks good. Looks real good. Oh, I mean, the three bad. of us, cast co-op, uh, we should play that together. We should play stream that. Cast co-op Aliens Fire. Actually, I'm gonna be I'm going to be busy yeah. that day. Hey, Ains, I'm not going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Go. I think we should do um, it. What's that? Huh? You want to fight? <laughs> you want to catch his fight? hands? Catch his hands? I'll fight like Batman. Batman begins. Hold on. Hold on. I hate problem. him so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Borderlands 3 was was a good example for a recent like big title. Wow. Borderlands 3. Okay. Okay. Really? See, that, that, hits, that hits for me like Hitman hit for you. Here's the thing. Somebody gave me money to buy it, and I still felt ripped off. I was like, this is not fun. So, so I take it then that you're not a big Borderlands guy. You're That'd be incorrect. I played Borderlands 2 on 360, on my Vita, on my PS4, and on my Xbox One. Love Borderlands 2. Played Borderlands 1 on my Xbox One. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands, fantastic. Didn't do pre-sequel. Because I, I again, I did, much. but I, you didn't miss much. But I did what I do, where I, where I burn myself out by playing it back to back kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and Borderlands Two, I just played the, the heck out of. I started up Borderlands Three, and again, this goes back to being you know, the state of mind that we're in when we play a game, which which often fails me in in, in different things. But uh, I just couldn't have cared less about its stupid humor, dumb stuff. I was thinking to myself the whole time, grow up. And I'm the guy that loves fart jokes and and, and enjoys silly stuff like that. And I knew I bought a Borderlands game. Yeah. Why was I upset with Borderlands Three? Yeah, it, now it's they, just they, where I was at the time. They did take it a little too much. Like the antagonist, not you know, Handsome Jack is still far and away the best. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but Borderlands Three is still like between the weapon design and the gameplay and everything, it's really good, man. Would have rather re- enjoyed by far my time without writers. <sighs> Now, now, now you've now you've gone too far. Okay, it's just a matter of feeling and looking cool. Yeah, really. I'm sorry. Well, I'm then what are you talking Luke about? I'm, I'm I'm with Luke on this one. Borderlands. After that single player, I was just like, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, same with Outriders, but I feel like I've poured more hour, hours into Outriders than I did Borderlands. Hmm. Like Borderlands for me, the weapon variety wasn't enough to keep up with the very mundane level design uh, that didn't it just didn't do it for me and, and i'm just going off memory and yeah like i'm just like and this isn't that funny i don't get it the the the, the villains are just obnoxious yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't a huge fan for sure did you um did you see that your boy randy pitchford teased borderlands 4 today i did see that i did see that he teased yeah. borderlands 4 and god knows gearbox needs something so Good luck to him. Because for all intents and purposes, everybody that's playing Borderlands 3 swears by it, says it's the best one in the series, and the DLC is great. That's DLC, what I, the DLC is very good, yeah. I constantly hear good things about it. Yeah, I'm still playing through it, but Borderlands, I think Borderlands 2 is still, still the, the GOAT. But is it? Once you get talk- used to playing Borderlands 3 with the slide and the clamber, and it's just much smoother in terms of modern combat, it's hard to go back to 2. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I enjoyed loading Titanfall 2 on my PS5 right now. Heck yeah, dude. All right, I'll install, I'll, install it. I'll install it as well. Damn We've been playing on yeah. Xbox, right, Joe? Yes. Is it crossplay? No, not, unfortunately, cross but play. I I will play that on PS5 because that, that's actually a game I played on Xbox. Ains, I remember I'm that. Sh- 
sh- I'm sure in your given your champagne taste, you have an OLED champagne TV, yeah. taste. Am I that guy now? Yeah, uh, yes, you I bought do. a Doom helmet to walk around Harris Teeter with. So yeah, uh, so <laughs> I hate you know, this guy. Not not that I like reaffirming your thought, but yes, I've had OLED since 2016. <laughs> right, <laughs> FPS boost, <laughs> FPS boost yeah. on on Titanfall two. My it's OLED nuts. does not support 120 yet. I'm upgrading later this year. So, mm. yeah. I'm and waiting for the I, G1. Have you seen? We're going to change the topic. Have you seen the 2021 G1? The, no, it took me 10 years to save up for this one. I'm not okay. looking at anything else. Dude, the new top end LG G1 is literally the, they call it the art one because it's, it's like that. And it is so small. You hang it on your wall like a picture and the frame, the, the, the mount is already built into the frame. You literally go like this and put it on the wall like a picture. I saved for 10 years and got a stimulus check to pay for that thing. So <laughs> this is that's it for a while. But anywho, frame. Uh, How many Biden bucks is that? Because <laughs> I got eight <laughs> Biden bucks. This is a lot. Um, FPS boost changed in a way that I didn't expect it to. Honestly, I thought that was a dumb gimmick blast process. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. Couldn't believe it. And you can't explain it to somebody because if they nope. don't have the screen to show it, it doesn't work. I, I remember it's it's like when you for the first time saw an HD TV. Nobody can tell you that it looks better until you see it and you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Oh, yeah. I get it now. Yeah, it's, um, you know what it's else? nuts. Like I that's why I replayed uh Prey, because Prey mm-hmm. was always 30 frames on console. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally replaying it with auto hdr and fps boost it's a new game it literally runs better than my pc version runs and looks better than the pc version that's so cool with just that's technology so cool. that's completely free yeah you that's know? cool it's awesome you ever um b- before i go to our our, our next uh wait question, i got one I'm i got a code no no that's cool uh, just interrupt me just go ahead and interrupt me. i got a code for marvel's adventures and i wish i could give it back that game's bad <laughs> i want to make fun of you for the code thing but it's good. that's a good joke so, uh, so it's so bad it's not bad you it's can, boring no no it's bad it's bad it's, games don't work it works it's just not fun let's not go back to this argument okay see cast co-op two or three for that one <laughs> two or three for that one um i also regretted battlefront 2 at the time love that game now Battle Test- oh, Battlefront 2. Testament I, I, to games growing and getting fixed, you know? Testament no, my, my mind went to uh, Bad Company 2, and I was about to wonder what the hell was happening. Dude, that was such right? a fun game. Yeah, such so game. good. Snipers were so broken. It's great. <laughs> so I remember great. 1943. I liked Battlefield 1943. Remember great that downloadable awesome, yeah. Xbox? I love that game. Great game. That was cool. Yeah, so good. Um, Famous Seamus wrote in and asked, "What's the biggest revelation to come out of the Apple versus Epic lawsuit so far?" But for me, the biggest revelation is that these these companies don't care about me. Uh, apparently, they want my money, and I'm I'm shocked. I honestly thought PlayStation was fighting for me in crossplay yeah. to keep me safe. Um, yeah. I really thought Xbox keep wanted me to be safe. happy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, really. The biggest thing is that no one seems to know what's going on, and that it's very poorly run. And the, clearly, the law is not ready for the level at which these companies are operating at. And mm-hmm. I don't need—I don't have a degree to go beyond that, it, other than to look like <laughs> this is a clusterfuck. And I don't like that I said that on the, the 
Shannon. Oh, I've already, I've already cursed multiple times. So sorry yeah, to the listeners. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a revelation that these companies are. Look at him. He's so disturbed because he said the other word. Are you serious? I thought you were joking. You're actually no, upset. He's like a student may watching. They may be. Oh. <laughs> they may. My one student may be one hour and twenty four minutes into this podcast. I I just that is you. why I'm Sorry upset. About Sorry about that. Sorry, student. Sorry, Joseph. Oh, uh, He's a poor influence. Uh, you just try standing it. Oh, I wouldn't God. have cursed if not for Mr. Luke Lore. Mr. Lore, as you know him. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? It, Little it Jimmy, what did you learn this word? <laughs> now I you're just going to have to... I hate it here. <laughs> it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that no. these companies are making billions and billions of dollars. And literally what they're fighting over is who gets the bigger cut of those billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. That's it. That's all it's yeah. about. But I think honestly, and I, I don't think this is a revelation either. I, I said that I think I tweeted to someone mm -hmm. like you, you can read people is that the email exchanges that have come out is Tim Sweeney's definitely a geek at heart in the sense of like you picture a geek like the way he writes to people is literally how you would expect him to speak at a conference right and he expects mm -hmm. everyone to know exactly what he's talking about which is hilarious to me mm -hmm. um, because i work with engineers who are like that and then the other is that phil spencer is genuinely a nice guy like yeah he's literally trying to do the right thing across you know all these massive discussions that impact tens of millions of people and they're like, oh, look at that. You know, this is a private email. And then, you know, Phil's like, yeah, I'd really like to do the best for our fans. And people are surprised. It's like, you can just tell he's that kind of guy. Like, mm -hmm. I, it's, it's, I don't find that a surprise. If that was, uh, who was the old CEO? Steve Ballmer. If those were Steve yeah. Ballmer's emails, they wouldn't read that way. I promise you. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so I, I don't know. History I want. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly the the biggest not biggest but one of the things I found interesting that came out of this did you see the game release schedule that yeah. came out a lot and, of redacted yeah and how like it listed out all these games and the lines were about that thick and then for Xbox it had like this much <laughs> that was redacted that they can't show yeah. and I'm like all right so these rumors that we've all been hearing about are probably true they've got an awful lot of games coming that mm -hmm. they haven't announced or they don't want people to know about yet, which yeah. I found interesting. The question is uh, at what caliber are those games existing? You know, yeah, of course um, it's probably and, a mix, also, right? Yeah. Could be. Is PlayStation dead because they don't have a big list? <laughs> makes no, there, PlayStation's getting paid. Is bigger, Joe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I'm going to make a YouTube video. With this I, love that, I love that PlayStation's getting paid to let Crossplay exist yep. and get the most money for their company. You know, their company that finances games like God of War 2 and such. Yeah. Uh, and like, yo, they're not your friend. They never were. Yeah. They... Even like Geo Corsi. Oh, he wears hockey shirts. He has a Vita. Look at him. He's so cool. And then literally, he's like, Yeah, you're telling me how great this is for the players, but you're not telling it how great <laughs> yep. it is for us. It's like, Oh, like. That's some suit and tie, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, if I've ever seen it, type of type oh, of decision dude. making. What the hell? You know? 
Why, why, why has it got to be blue eyes, man? I Every know that time. we. I know this that we've ruined dude. so many parts of the world over the years, but um, <laughs> exactly. So we've you guys also done good for things, a damn it! Many good things. Uh huh. I bet. What? Which one? I'll give you a minute. So, yeah, like, honest to goodness, like, it, it, it's no surprise none of these people are really have your best interests at heart. And even, like, Phil Spencer's email really did read, like, please don't get us involved in this. Please. It really did. It really Just did. Don't. <laughs> like, hey, please I know stop you're going to fight the bully and two bullies are going to fight in the yard. I want to do my homework over here. So, yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. But there, yeah. there are companies. I mean... It's always about the bottom line. Don't get me wrong, right? Like I, I, I do want to caveat it a little bit because yeah. there definitely are like, and I will say this: if you look at what Xbox has done, forget about Game Pass, forget about the profits, the billions, and everything. Yeah, Think, things like things like uh, FPS boost, like we're talking about Auto HDR, the backwards compatibility layer, which is phenomenal on the Xbox side, right? Mm -hmm. Those cost a lot of money to develop. A lot of money and sure there's probably a line item on a spreadsheet somewhere that says this will contribute to our player retention by nine percent which will give us this amount of money right i can promise you that doesn't outweigh the negative that that yeah. whole backwards compatibility is in the red 100 yeah. percent. but yeah. they still did it um yeah. now of course you can argue that well microsoft's got a hell of a lot more resources than most any other company to do things like that but they still did it so it's, it didn't you know, need to they, prioritize it, but they did. Correct, right? And I, yeah. I think so. It's it's unfair to say one hundred percent of the time it's always about the bottom line. That's not true. But at the end of the day, these are big corporations. They are where they are for a reason. They're making the money that we talked about earlier for a reason, and it's not because mm -hmm. they're your best friend and want to take you on a date. What do you you don't think I I have a shot with Nintendo? <laughs> I think you got a shot with Jim Ryan, and he will eat you. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, the one thing that i did find funny and i think a lot of people did that i think the biggest surprise is like uh tim cook did not know who uh um, yes. what his face was tim, uh, sweeney. tim sweeney he did not yeah, know yeah. who tim sweeney was he's like dude he was on your presentation stage like two years ago showing like unreal on an iphone <laughs> and he's like it's definitely that star lord like memes like who he is. He was like, is this the dude that showed up at one of our auditions? Like, the disrespect was like, yeah. holy shit. Like, no, I'm also a millionaire, fool. Uh, billionaire. It, I was uh, going to say, Tim Cook's well beyond a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, fair. Fair. Before we get to... You know uh, what he could do with some of that money? Fix their goddamn podcast connect. That's what they could do with some of that money. That's... Oh, so true. <laughs> we should have opened this Sucks. hour and a half, 90 minutes in. Where we should have opened with, hey, we're on iTunes now. All right. Hey, guys. <laughs> Anyone still listening? You can find us on we're, iTunes. We're on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, gents, we should address some of the comments from episode three. And so okay. I've got a few of them oh. uh, in in front of me at the moment and we like to do this by the way guys if you have comments on any episode of ours we'll cut them we always poke through and take a look at uh different games or, or comments to those games that people are calling out a lot of people ains voicing support for uh red dead redemption 2 jw saying that it's a masterpiece he is correct um, thank you JW. and then you but it's weird because the response from season gaming said we agree yeah 
we yeah like the royal we no like you know season gaming represents Mm -hmm. season gamers so men of culture men who have been gaming a long time you know men who understand what makes a good game versus what makes a poor game and so you know that's a collective we you guys don't have to join it's fine look at that blonde hair blue eyes making decisions for the rest of us (laughs) did you say blonde hair (laughs) we established that he was bald like several several days ago no he's but like when he had it we get a zoom it was Uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin Butler, who's uh, Joe and I's good friend, said you he can skip it. To order some of the best games uh, he's ever played. God of War 2018, Mass Effect 2, Halo 2, Bioshock, and Knights of the Old Republic. Those are solid. You can't, you can't fault him for any of those picks. Yeah, those are good picks for sure. Yellow Devil writes in with Dark Souls, uh, Fallout New Vegas, Battlefield 2, Modern Combat, Super Smash Brothers Melee and Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain as his top five games. Real talk, I did not give in that discussion that we had last week, Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain enough credit because as a game, fantastic game. Just yeah. such a good game. Yeah. Such a good game. The stealth, stealth alone. Yeah. Um, I don't have you your your screen up right now, Ains, but I can hear the descent. <laughs> I can hear the descent. Uh, Victor Peterson took issue with my takes for disliking uh, The Last of Us 2. Uh, Victor, you're wrong. So here we are. Um, <laughs> Victor's a good dude. Shout out to Victor. Up, I, did re- I did respond to him. Zero offense taking because he was being polite and disagreeing with me. Uh, Hamad says that uh, his first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild. So he doesn't mm-hmm. have any bias. But he also really liked and played Witcher and Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. But he thinks Breath of the Wild is... Uh, way better and uh, shits on all of them in every way. Wow. Witcher was so oh, Witcher wow. was so boring uh-huh. he couldn't play past ten hours. Wow, I didn't realize wow. that we allowed eight year olds to watch the show, but that's cool. That's right. Well, Here now we know he's been banned. <laughs> it's like, well, he's out. <laughs> Here we no, go. No, no, that's no. I I don't think he's alone, right? I mean, there's obviously there's plenty of people that adore Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. and more people than live in the Midwest for Central Time. We're going to come get you. you. Do you realize the people I'm surrounded by out here? <laughs> they were already in D.C. They'll just come straight south to you. <laughs> we'll do this dance again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ains just set up the sequel. Here we are. Uh, here we are. And we're oh, straight man. back to a podcast. That's all I'm, like, I'm just hearing the dateline. Announcer in my head. <laughs> Breaking news. Documentary on on uh, HBO Max in a few years. That's yep. fine. Put it up, man. Our hits are going through the roof. Yeah, here we are. Here we are, uh, gentlemen. I think that's a good place to wrap for this episode. I enjoyed the discussions, uh, save for the Harris Teeter part, in which I was lambasted for my choice of grocery store. Seven states, guys. This is a global Here's operation. A, on the off chance anybody he, that works at Harris Teeter is listening to this. We Please love you. Me. Your stores are I awesome. love you. I love your stores. You guys are great. Um, Fair Life is too I prefer expensive. Trader Joe's. It's not the same type of store. All right. Uh, gentlemen, please let us know. Let's begin with Ains, Mr. Porsche Power. Would you let us know uh, any upcoming projects you have for people to look forward to or any recently released ones? I know you have a big one uh, of sorts. Uh, and if you could yeah. let people know where to find you on socials. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, it's always a laugh. Um, Ains, you can look me up. There's like four of us in the world. So there's, there's more of us than Harris Teeters. Um, so you'll be able to find me pretty quick. 
Um, a lot of stuff going on in season gaming. Um, on our channel, you can find videos, all the collectibles we talked about, right? Just checking those out, giving you a quick look at them. Uh, we've got a uh, big show uh, this week uh, on the big cast. So join us every Saturday at noon for that noon central, you know, noon central for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to Google what time that actually is. Um, that and mountain time is an enigma. <laughs> mountain time's an enigma. No one lives out there. Um, <clears throat> you got me all off track. Damn it. It's like, is it one mountain is like, that's what I'm picturing. It's one, like, you know, the that's Mordor? what this show is. This is a beautiful disaster. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I did review Returnal. That review is up. Yes, I did finish it before reviewing it, unlike some people in this industry. Uh, I won't name <laughs> names. Um, and I am also reviewing Village. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Are you, do you plan on beating it before your review? Uh, maybe. I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. Do you have two thirds of the way in? Just, yeah. God, for God's sakes, disclose if you get a code. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll put, you know, like nine hours into it and then talk about the end game mechanics because that's what brilliant writers do, apparently. Um, anyway. I don't even know who you're talking about, but like, that's either. a good gig. I it's like this heat. Gig. I don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> let me, fed up. Let me I, gas, gas from Game On Daily. We, sauce. we create good content. We yeah, sure. Genuinely, not, not us. To be clear, it's not, not, not us. Cool. This, this yeah. show is terrible. Anyone, the four people still listening, please find something better to listen to. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm talking about is we put a lot of heart and soul into good content, and it yeah. drives me crazy seeing people with huge audiences just disregard what I would call general responsibilities. And that's all I'm going to say on it. I'm done. Wow. So that helped no one understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know what this is. Search Returnal it? reviews. Uh, search any reviews while you're at it. Cyberpunk reviews are a great one. Go for it. Uh, Mr. Bad Bit, where can we find yeah. you and what are you working on? Did you do anything big recently? <sighs> no, dude. So here's the deal. Sometimes we like to reach out to smaller creators. It's just what we do. So this week on the Trophy Room, we had um, a indie uh, a creator by the name of Greg Miller come on the show he does this little show called kind of funny games daily and play uh ps i love you and you know i was just like you know what it's nice it's cute that you have our idea as a show let's bring it on let's you try to you help know, him gain some exposure to. right yeah he you know he needs it bless his heart the guy tries and so <laughs> you know we had him on um it was a really great time very nervous time for me <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was a great show so definitely check that out we uh, we talk about yeah playstation making the most money it, or, or sorry selling the most games it ever has we talk about the paying for cross play uh and then kyle and i gush over returnal for a good 20 minutes so go ahead check that out it's a whole bunch of fun times over there on the trophy room a playstation podcast hmm. I, I, didn't know, you trophy room. Room. I was thinking i was gonna ask you what sport you guys talk about but it's cool God damn it! Please stop! Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. If you do, if you do Google Trophy Room, it comes up with like this basketball stuff. Yeah, it does come up, with, but it makes sense because trophies. You get trophies. It's on oh, PlayStation. Trophies like achievements. Those are like achievements. I get it. That's, That's cool, man. That's cool. Now that you're saying it, it makes more yeah, sense. Now, now it does make sense. Now. All right, well, uh, we found the thing that bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, if you have any, what a big cast is because I don't know. 
<laughs> if you have made it this far into the show, uh, my name is Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost. You can find me hosting the Xbox Expansion Pass weekly. Uh, since we last had Cast Co-op, I had Rama Ismail on, uh, and Rami talked about uh, some just some incredible things about indie developers around the world. Uh, and I also recently uh, interviewed Limited Run Games, the makers of that fancy helmet that Ains is wearing to the drive-through. Uh, from time to time, so that's kind of cool as well. Uh, and that and that story got a bit of traction, by the way. And Season Gaming was the first one to break it. You can imagine how he found out <laughs> as it goes. Go figure. And, and go figure. Unlike some sites, I actually credited you. Go figure. Yes, I appreciate that because I was seeing all this news from my interview, <laughs> and nobody's got a link in there. And I was like, all right, I see you. You should have called him out. You should have did what Jez did that few weeks ago. I thought about it, but the indie indie dev or uh, creators like me would get crucified. Hey guys, I put a random link to a Kotaku article in here. Maybe you guys want to check that out. I, I really, I don't click Kotaku links. Do I have to? No, I thought that would troll you. Oh, troll me? To see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, even know what this is. But every time it. I mention Kotaku, your eyes roll to the back of your head. I, I can't stand them. I, I have them blocked. Yeah. Oh, really? What is this? I don't know. It's Why are there like nine billion ads? I can't even see the article. <laughs> Joe, get us out of here. <laughs> Smokey the bear. Uh, keep keep casting that co-op. Hate <laughs> <laughs> <Ain't> my life. <laughs> Please, that up yet. <laughs>